Happy Pride Month. It is uh, not lost on me that our rights are at stake. The Supreme Court, people in the land who are very conservative, who I happen to know some very conservative people. We'll get to that. And how I didn't hang out with them this weekend. In fact, I had a dream. This may or may not happen. Where I said, we're done. We're done. Because I told them something. And they said, um, you know, uh, I don't support that. And I went, oh. You care about me as a friend, but you don't support me. You don't support who I am. You don't support the people that one day I will bring into my life. And so, yeah. It's sad. It's sad. I think that people... um, For one, people have diarrhea of the mouth. More ways than one. You know, <laughs> I mean, come on. And I'm a, you know, educator and, I, and I'm fully aware of how influential I am. I don't want to be influential, but I am. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. It's tough. It's tough that, uh, um, yeah. Huh. And how, I guess there's this, the school in SoCal... They want to block the studies of Harvey Milk, which is really fucked up. I didn't even learn about Harvey Milk in school. I, I learned about Harvey Milk on PBS, you know, um, and, and the real Harvey Milk, not Sean Penn. That is a good movie. It's a very good movie. Here you go. I'm going to play this because it's relevant and it's fucked up. Temecula Valley teachers are planning at least two protests after their school board banned the new curriculum over its inclusion of gay rights pioneer Harvey Milk. That just clarifies that he was responsible for some of the movement in California with gay rights. Yeah, my question is why even mention a pedophile? He's not a pedophile. I I beg to differ. Why even mention that? What has that got to do with our curriculum in schools? Why? 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 That's a form of activism. So it absolutely is not. Harvey Milk was the first openly gay man elected to public office in California. Milk is one of the historic figures in a social studies curriculum rejected by the Temecula Valley Unified School Board. The teachers union is now pushing for more parent input and continues to back that curriculum. Fuck Temecula School. Fuck your little board. Fuck it. And and it's now what that's going to do is that's going to bring attention to that bullshit. Okay. Um, it's a it's a tough thing, you know. Uh, I outed myself to some seventh graders, and then there seemed to be a respect. Oh, Mr. B's gay. Cool. They never, they didn't call me a faggot. They didn't call me a fairy. One of them asked if I was fruity and I was like, that's so offensive. Um, And then another teacher who's also gay was like, yeah, see, I can't do that in second grade because then the parents will say, oh, you're trying to push the agenda. What agenda? In fact, the vice principal, who's really cool, she was like, I hate that shit. I'm like, yeah, I do too. 
and the fact that I was able to do that. So, you know, every now and then we'd be in class and they'd ask some questions. Uh, I had a student approach me and she said, do you support me? And I said, support you in what way? Well, I am LGBTQ. And I said, okay, I support you. All right, fist pump right there. I support everything you do. Um, It's a crazy world out there. Be true to yourself. And don't back down from who you are. She's like, okay. And then another student was like, so what's it like? I said, oh, it's interesting. How old were you when you knew? Probably about five. But I couldn't, you know, I didn't say this. I couldn't conceptualize it till I was probably about 12. Because, you know, that's when puberty hits. (laughs) So then it's like, oh, now I'm watching Marrow's Place. All of my... um, Schoolmates are watching 90210. No. And I'm watching Marrow's Place because, well, there's a lot of sex in Marrow's Place. Remember that? Remember that? Our, our country has such an issue with sex. An example right there is that board meeting. They are calling an, a gay icon a pedophile. Okay? As an educator and as a man... Yeah, you have you have very conservative parents. Oh, I don't want him. He's a man. I don't want him to do the health check. Because as a preschool teacher, you have to do a health check. Okay? They say, oh, that's a woman's job. That's what they said. These are very conservative, old school Mexicans saying that. All right? Oh, that's like the father washing the dishes. And I had to say that the, my father washed the dishes and so did my mother. My father taught me how to wash the dishes. Now, I never once told him I was gay because then that would really, that would really set a fire. Huh. It's a weird world we live in. And I'm talking to my very conservative friends. I have friends across the board. One of them in particular, I love him to death. And he knows this. And he's a Republican. But we agree on certain things. He has never once been homophobic to me. He has never once called me a faggot. He has never once said that my lifestyle or whatever. He used to tell me he would get hit on by gay guys all the time. They'd buy him a drink. And he was flattered by that because he's a good looking man. All right. And um, we've known each other since college. So, you know, he's a nice guy. He's a very nice guy. I love him to death. He's like a brother to me, you know. We used to smoke a lot of weed together. <laughs> we did. Those are those are fun times, weren't they? I'm not going to say his name because, you know, then, yeah, this is a podcast. <laughs> oh, those were fun times. Those are really fun times. Um, you know, I was talking, we were, I was at a party and one of them is about to turn 30 and they said, oh, when I turn 30 and I said, I'm going to tell you something. 30s are okay. Really? I said, yeah. But the 40s are awesome. How are they awesome? I said, well, you you know, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. What matters is simplicity. What do you mean simplicity? I said, you know, I gave my niece and nephew a whole ton of stuff that I don't want anymore because I want to simplify my life. Really? I said, yes. Because there's only the things that matter that you should really have. Not material things. The things that truly, truly matter. And he kind of listened and he went, okay. He's like, wait a minute, you're at 40? I said, I'm 42. Oh, 
you don't look it. Okay, thank you. Hey, that's that. I mean, I've gotten I've gotten so many different reactions. Um, I don't hide how old I am because I'm alive. I'm happy to be alive. Uh, I will echo what Tina Turner said. I, I loved Tina Turner, not just because we were both Sagittarius's, but that helped. Um, where she was like in this frame, in this body, in this physique. I'm working on the physique. Um, but to be able to be who you all you, you were always meant to be, that's really the cherry on the cake. Where there's no fear anymore. I really don't have any fear anymore. A lot of that has to do with sometimes when I receive things emotionally or a reaction to something, it changes something in me. It's like, okay, I got to up the ante. I got to up the ante. That's always been the thing with life. And it's not about status, that, that whole bullshit. Oh, the status and whatever, the, how much you make. Okay. All right. You know, and yeah, I worked in the ghetto. I worked, I worked a really bad part of town. But you know what? I loved working there and I would go back. I would go back because I felt, I felt at home. I really did. So to be able to do what you want to do, that's amazing. Here's why I'm staying a sub is because I could go anywhere with that. I could go to a different state and be a sub. All you have to do is take an exam and that's it. Okay. So yeah, that's what it's about. So when you turn 40, I remember when I turned 30, when I turned 30, it bothered me. It bothered me because I had almost bled out. I'd have it. If you ever look at pictures of me, there's a a really gnarly scar, as my friend calls it, on my left arm. Because I had an incident with a double paned window. It cut me right open. And um, I was about 29. I won't say what happened. And I went into shock. I remember because your hearing starts to go and the, 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 they were working on me. So they were trying to, okay, don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep. And then they had to give me oxygen and all that other shit. And then they had to sew me up at the hospital. And my father's like, don't look at it. It looks like a war wound because he's a war veteran. I stared at it. I just was looking at it, them sewing me up. And I think they sewed me up at two in the morning. And then I turned 30. Um, And that was weird. It was weird. I turned 30 and I was not where I wanted to be in life. I was not happy. I thought I was. Uh, I was single. And then, you know, things happen. And then, you know, you cut to 2011 and you're not single for a little bit. And... You, you know, that's why I say the 30s were interesting. I didn't, after, after that whole little shit show, and then it's like, oh, okay. Because I remember one time I shocked someone that I worked with. They were like, kind of turned 30 and they were crying about it. What do I do? And I said to her, look, I had some of my best sex in my 30s. Yep. Yep. It was fun. I'm not, I don't deny that. I was, it was passionate what I wanted you know and then you kind of walk away from that and you're like okay do I regret walking away a little bit a little bit 
because it was fun. It was fun. Emotionally, I was 30. So I was kind of like, well, how much of myself do I want to give? You know? So, yeah. And I'm saying that because it's Pride Month. You know, he never wanted to go to Pride. I think because he was formerly married to a woman, maybe. I really know how to pick them, don't I? And, um, you know. Not anymore. Or as Placebo, that song, Change Your Taste in Men. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was fun. You know, when I watched Bros, I was kind of reminded of that. I was kind of reminded of... He he wasn't really comfortable. Like, I remember one time we went and had sushi together. We didn't touch each other. We didn't... He, I don't think he wanted to. And it was kind of weird. And we didn't say anything to each other. And I just was like, and then we got back to the house and then he just wanted, you know, to, and then we would talk and it's like, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a good boy. When I am out and about, I do not look at my phone, whether it's a friend or whether it's, yeah, I, I want to give you my full attention, my full eye contact attention. So, yeah. And so here it is. It's Gay Pride Month. It's Gay Pride. You know, I would say to the younger ones, be open. Be open. Um, Because you never know what may happen. And I always say to the ones who are, they're just so depressed about, and I say, look, this is only this moment. Don't do that. You have so much more to look forward to. You really do. I remember being 16. I remember just wanting a way out. And then realizing, okay, this is only high school. It's only going to last for a little while. And then you're free. You're free. And so I always try to tell people that is, it's only four years. That's it. It seems like a very long four years, but it will be done. And you'll be free. And you can do whatever you want. Okay. So, yeah. I had mentioned that on Friday, but I was not in a good state to talk. I just wasn't. I was staring at the full moon. I was having a moment, a spiritual moment. That's the other thing with getting older is cool, as you start to realize your spiritualism, that it's beyond whatever man-made religion anyone ever tried to put inside your head. And then you feel at home with that. And then you're able to just exhale. You're able to breathe. And um, ghosts don't really scare me. I know they exist. Not in the form that I think many people would think. Um, it, it, it's almost like out of Charles Dickens. You know, you're surrounded by ghosts. I kind of am. Some people would call bullshit on that. I don't. Because even when you're alone, you're not really alone. So that's, I guess, their way of making sure that I'm not lonely. You know, sometimes it is a lonely world out there. Sometimes it is. That's probably why I'm so good at entertaining myself. Because, you know, I got to tuck myself in at night. And um, so if I'm always laughing, that's why. I know how to just amuse myself. I learned to do that when I was really little. Just amuse myself and get your heads out of the gutter. I'm not talking about that. That's a different story. That really is a different story. I will say about that. Self-love is good. 
very important. Very, very, very important. If you're not giving yourself self-love, and I'm talking about that special kind of self-love, you need to. It's essential. It's essential to who you are as a being, a person. I think in this country, sex is seen as such a dirty word, especially gay sex. I've had people tell me who they love me dearly. They're like, I can't take the gay scene in the movie. All right. That's great. That's great. More for me. <laughs> More for me. Um, you, you know what? Sex is. I get it. Some people don't like it. Some people are put off by it. Well, this is a Puritan country and oh, it's only for procreation. Okay. Is that, is that if that is what you believe? And I had that conversation with my friend from college. She has a gay son. And um, she said something and I went, oh. And I'm thinking, no wonder he moved away. No wonder. Yeah. No wonder. Because I wouldn't want to hear that either. Huh. It's a weird world. It's a weird world. And you make it what you make it. And um, it's all about gay rights. I think that a lot of people are like, well, about street pride. Um, you don't need it. <laughs> you don't need it, you know. Um, <laughs> a very wise person. I will not name them because they don't need a name. Because this is a podcast and I, you know, respect their anonymity. Said to me, teach those students what gay people are all about. I said, okay, I will. I will. Yeah, that we're smart and that we're fearless and that we're bold and that we're brave. And then, you know, we always know when to help someone whether it's our story or whether it's their story. And just to be open, open to uh, those who need help, you know, those who need someone to talk to. Um, I wish I'd had that when I was younger. It's kind of it's kind of a weird thing growing up. And now, and now all of this exists. You know, Will and Grace had only started to exist in 1998. And I graduated high school in 1999, you know. And yeah, I will agree. It did it, it helped people open their eyes up. But then at the same time, and I and I have to do this, um, I'll watch a lot of gay stories, and they're all white gay stories. And there's much more to the spectrum than that. And they'll say, well, it was the 80s and 70s. Uh, bullshit. There were a lot of gay and Mexican um, and Asian men in San Francisco. There were. You know, my friend um, who just turned 40... What's up, Kevin? We used to talk and he would say to me, I don't know if he said this or someone else said this to him, that they believe that all of the people that died of AIDS in the 80s, the 70s and 80s, were basically them reborn. Were they, they get a second chance at life. You know? So, yeah. I wanted to just dedicate this to gay rights because it's important. And it's essential. And what's going on in this world is is that very, very conservative people don't want us to be who we want to be. It's taken me a long time 
to be comfortable in my own sense of self. To be able to say things. To be able to say who I am. It's not easy. For some it is. It's great. It's, but, um, you know, yeah. I know that some people probably have an idea about me. Probably the wrong idea. You know, uh... I want. I have been misunderstood in the past, and that's fine. That's fine. I'm 42 years old. It's like, come on. A friend was. We were talking about sugar, and he was like, oh, "I can't give up sugar." And I said, "Dude, I'm 42 fucking years old. I don't know how much fucking time I got. I got to be on this path, okay? You go and do what you want to fucking do. Fine. You're not going to see results. Fine. I didn't say that though. My in, inside my head, I was saying that like. I was kind of mean thinking, you don't want to fucking see results? Fine. But then at the same time, you want to have a cake? You want to have a cake? Great. All right. After you see the results, trust the process. Um, oh, God, I hate saying um. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot I could say about gay rights and what I learned over time and Harvey Milk and, um, you know gay liberation movement the 70s stonewall riots gay icons but you know that's for all of you to find and I always try to give nuggets of information to people you know they'll say what's it like and I'll say well you know what it can be tough it can be tough And they're like, oh, do you always go to San Francisco? No, I don't always go to San Francisco. But when I do, I go to San Francisco. I go for a show. That's what I'm about. You know, I'd always wanted to do a podcast on gay metalheads because there's so many of us. It is such a masculine musical form. Metal. Yet you have many gay singers. Rob Halfred being one of them there's some others as well i've always wanted to do like a documentary or a series to talk to gay metalheads and say how do you how do you react when you're you know that mosh pit and if they're either calling each other faggot or you know the spitting and that there can't be gay metalheads oh there's there's quite a few i've met quite a few of them and then, then just the music in general music in general makes us all feel alive that's why I love music. Music is non-judgmental. Music, you put it on and you feel free. Free to be you. Free to experience what you need to experience. So yeah, it is it is a it is a lonely world out there. I will admit that. I will admit that. For me it's by choice. It's by choice. I don't want the fucking drama. Um I am open. Um, Yeah, that's all I'll say. I mean, come on. You know, how much time do I got left? I don't know. Now, the horoscope seems to know, but I don't know. I've had people read my palm and tell me all kinds of stuff that my lifeline is at this age in the 80s and then... If I want to continue, I have to rely on other energy sources. And as I'm looking at the clock, I really should be training right now rather than talking to all of you. 
but I felt this was essential to talk about gay rights and gay pride and just to say, hey, it's okay. It's okay to be gay. It's okay to be part of the LGBTQ+. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And if they do, and if they throw a Bible in your face, that is on them, not you. That's their fear. And whether they ever get over that fear, don't wait around. Just be you. Good night.